0: Welcome back to another new episode of the seven lakes sports podcast. James Kovaleski here joined again by my good friend, David Pollock. He's a repeat guest here. We spoke to him earlier in the year during cross country season, and we are back. We have just completed the district meet. And I was talking to coach a little bit before the show. And, uh, you know, I hate to say he's almost kind of been, I don't want to say spoiled, but he's just been (laughs) blessed to have such a great career. This year was kind of fell below his standard, but it was still a fourth place finish out of nine teams in a competitive district. So by most coaches in the area, Still a great year, Coach, and I were kind of we're kind of talking about that. But Coach, let's just kind of just as you as you look big picture now that the 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 first part of your season has finished. What are some of your thoughts and feelings of your your varsity result here uh, in twenty twenty three? If your girls team,
1: well, you know, going into the season, I knew that it was it was definitely going to be a readjustment, and I had to readjust my thoughts because. You have that we had an exceptional group roll through. Uh, you know, we had eight kids that ended up going to to college. Yeah. Seven of them D one, one of them D two.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, headlined by, of course, Haley Tate, who who was a 52 second quarter runner. So when you have that giant group roll through, well, you really have to readjust and say, okay, you know what? These times actually aren't bad, but you're just so right. used to being exceptional. Sure, sure. Um but looking at it, we, we had a lot of new faces, a, yep. a lot of new faces. Because, you know, one of the other things that happens is when you have that exceptional group that's been there for a while, a lot of those kids who are progressing and are kind of your next tier, a lot of them do get kind of tired of waiting. And now yeah. I'm going to go work. Now I'm going to go this. So yeah. I knew going into our our season that depth was going to be a little bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um but always one of the things that we've always tried to do. One of my philosophy of things is we're to try and prepare everyone that we can because eventually everyone does graduate. Yeah. So first meet of the year when we went to Bubba Five or not Bubba Five? Excuse me. Uh, the Straight Jesuit Crusader Relays, and they run every single relay known to man. Yeah. I th- honestly think they've made a couple up.
2: <laughs> you
1: know, I mean, they have the, the your four by one, four by two, four by four, four by eight four-by-one-mile oh. distance medley relay, yeah. the 800-meter medley relay, the 1600-meter mm-hmm. medley relay, and then the Swedish relay. Exactly. I mean, it's just – Never heard of that one. <laughs> yeah. Our philosophy is always just get as many kids going as possible because yeah. you don't know who who's going to actually kind of raise their level and who you're counting on who really – they're not there yet. Right. So we ran a lot of youngsters early season to see where they're at. And a lot of them ended up being people we relied on down the stretch run. And, and you know, we got to our four by four and we were actually at a district. We were running two freshmen on the four by four. And one of our freshmen just couldn't hold on at the very, very end. She mm. ran herself a terrific race. So proud yeah. of her, you know, but uh, so long range, I think we're really good. Yeah, I think, I think as we get to next season, we're going to be all right. This season was one of those that you just want to sit there and say, okay, we're just going to learn from it. I'm going to learn who these kids are, and these kids are going to learn what the expectation is if they want to compete at the top level.
0: And, Coach, the interesting fact you shared with me, I believe you said 20 years of coaching. I think you said he started in 03 004. 04. so essentially 20 years of coaching. The lowest you'd ever finished at a district track meet was second. And yes. So, so this fourth place, it probably had to be a little bit of a bitter pill. But at the same time, you faced a lot of adversity. That depth that you talked about was tested to the extreme. And at the end of the day, you did have you did have young ladies a step up and a fourth place finish. Nothing to hang your head about. But let's also talk about your junior varsity team, because the result is when you're you have you had so many freshmen on your varsity, sophomores on your varsity. So obviously. Those, those, those athletes that would normally be your junior varsity team. Yeah. Now your junior varsity is depleted and they somehow yeah. came through and delivered a second place finish at the district meet. Can you speak to how incredible your effort from your junior varsity team was?
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that we always just pride ourselves on and push here is the idea of, look, you have to work. You never know when you're going to be the one who's called up. Yeah. And we, we all season, even with our, our lower level, it's, we have a, a special relay in every single meet. So we have our typical, you know, four by one, four by two, four by four. But then there's always a special one. And I always go out of my way to try and take kids who normally don't get that chance to get a medal. Yeah. Put them in that special relay and give them a shot to get some points, get a medal, see what it's like. And, and who knows? Maybe some of those kids will rise. And that's what ended up happening. We actually had a lot of freshmen who out at the beginning of the year in September, I'm like, who the heck is this kid? Have they even stepped on a track before? And by the time we get to to April, I'm like, okay, I'm relying on this kid. This kid is working their tail off, doing everything right. So uh, just a lot of progress and a lot of different uh areas our throws are probably stronger than anything i've seen we had five young ladies by the end of the season throwing the discus over 100 feet nice There are varsity programs that can't even put you know one over 100 and we had yeah. five so it was like okay who do what do i do with this now
0: shout out to coach cooper we were talking about before shout the show. Out to coach yeah.
1: cooper. coach yeah. uh coach dave cooper's probably the best throws coach i've ever been around in 30 years of coaching and he does a and that's counting ball. yourself
0: too because you're a pretty good throws coach in your own right coach yeah,
1: that's, I, I, I know <laughs> a thing or two you know when uh, when he's not around i'll step in there and and, and relive my glory days and have some fun but.
0: but funny story for the listeners i i got to briefly compete against coach pollock here as an athlete i was at austin and i competed against herbert taylor who was his his excellent discus thrower uh you know there and you know, coach, the thing that I always loved about track, you know, cause I was a football guy in the fall. I, I came into track. I just love it's that perfect blend of team. Cause I was always, I wanted to, I wanted to score points. So I could go tell coach Brantley and my teammates, Hey, I got you. I got you second place in the shot and I got you sixth place in the discus or whatever it was. But at the same time, there's also for that competitor inside of you, there's that individual portion too. Yes. So it doesn't matter. Like in football, you might be a star player, but if your team isn't great around you, you, you could still have a bad season, but in track, there's always that individual opportunity. And you have that here, Coach. So you have five athletes that have advanced on. First of all, let, let's explain the path. You know, for, for listeners that are maybe new to track, for your five athletes that were able to advance out of district, what is their path towards the ultimate goal of winning a state championship?
1: So when you get past your district meet, they take the top four athletes in the district regardless of school. Mm-hmm. So if you finish one, two, and three, which I believe – uh, the Cinco Ranch girls did in the pole vault.
0: Wow, impressive! And
1: you have three out of four of those, those spots and you move on. Um, but they take top four of this district, and actually we're going to compete against Fort Bend ISD, yeah. my old <laughs> yep. um, our old stop, stopping grounds.
2: Yep.
1: Our yep. uh, old stopping grounds. They take the top four from this district, top four from Fort Bend into what's called the area meet. So the area meet, you just have one heat of everything because it's only the top eight
0: Mm -hmm.
1: after area you go to the regional finals and coach can I just interject is area because I
0: remember when I was an athlete this is back in 2002 I don't recall area I I feel like we just we had like uh, a practice a regional practice meeting at the rig in Perryland and then we went to regional so yeah can you remind the listeners maybe when did this area thing start and then my second question is how do you feel about it because you've done both you've done straight to regionals now you've done the area which do you prefer
1: um, I will say right away, I do prefer the way it used to be, where okay. it was what was called the regional qualifiers. Meet,
0: Correct. That's where right. You had
1: a week off in between district and the regional meet. And many coaches chose to go to a regional qualifier where, you know, you could check a couple different things, maybe work an alternate into a relay just in case that kid needs to step up. Right. It also allows the kids a little bit of being able to relax one meet before getting themselves up again. Yeah. In two thousand twelve they switched to the area meet. Reason they did that is because the regional meet at that time, you had thirty-two people in every race. Yeah. Which was, you know, you're dealing with four preliminary heats. That first day you were getting there, you know, just after school and you were staying till midnight to get the four by fours done.
2: Yeah.
1: And then you were coming back on Saturday and you were there all day, Saturday. And they decided that they wanted to eliminate so many teams and so many individuals in each race by going to the area model. Now you're only taking top four out of four areas. So 16 athletes compared to the 32 that you used to have.
0: Cause it used to be top two. Top two. Yeah. Okay.
1: So now it's just top four out of area. So we go from the district where top four go to the area meet. At area, top four advanced to the regional. Okay, so you have 16 people at the region. And then from the region, the top two will advance to the state meet. Wow. But the other thing that they did right around 2012, it might have been 2014, was they decided, well, since Austin has a nine-lane track, they're going to give out what's called the wild card. Okay. So whoever is the third place, the best third place finisher, in the four regions, yeah, advances as the wild card to compete at the state meet and last for throws
0: year, as well. Field events throws, throws
1: everybody the gets sprints. the yeah. yeah. Uh, last year we had Alyssa uh, Tate, one of our, our sprinters, who she did. She was the wild card. She had the best hundred meter time of the four third place finishers. Yeah, she advanced. It's great in some regards, but I think it's not right in other regards. Sure. And the reason why is because we actually had a pole vaulter several years back who he ended up tying with another pole vaulter for the wild card.
0: Wow. Okay. So they
1: ended up settling it with a coin flip. Oh. And they didn't even like do the coin flip in front of us as coaches. Yeah. So it was just like, your guy didn't make it. What? Really? And it wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. It was actually Coach Rafke. And that was the year that his his team won the 4-by-1 and 4-by-2 at state. And if they had that pole vaulter with them, they actually would have had a chance to win the whole thing because they actually had another kid in the 100 and this and that. So they would have had a shot to win the whole state meet. But because of a coin flip, it took potentially, you know, several points off the It's Yeah. So I'm kind of ambivalent on Sure, you know, sure. We'll see. See I see happens. what you're
0: saying. I mean, they're, they're trying to give more kids the opportunity to be on that yes. big stage, which it's accomplishing that. It's giving more kids a chance, you know. Taking the top four out of KDISD gives more kids the chance to advance yes. on another week. But, man, that's a great scenario you laid out. That's that's really tough pill to swallow. You
1: know, if, well, luckily, I'm, I'm on the, the Texas High School Coaches Association Advisory Board for track yeah. and field. So at the state meet, I'm actually going to a meeting, and they'll present the rules that are up for change. And we get to talk about them and say what our thoughts are on them. Um, you know, and my thing is, the only time that you'll ever have a tie like that for the state meet would only be in high jump or pole.
2: Right. It wouldn't be
1: attractive. The chances are so astronomical. Very
0: minimal. So, yeah. No. Yeah.
1: So why not just bring them both? So what? You bring 10 kids instead of nine. It's not that Especially big. in
0: the field events. It's, it, it doesn't matter, right? right? In a sense. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. That's a, that's a, that's a great, you did a great job explaining, you know, the background for us. And let's talk about who, who are your five that, that were able to advance?
1: So first I had a senior Shanae Uzo. Okay. Shanae, uh started off as a softball player here at seven lakes. Oh. And after her sophomore year decided I'm just going to go out for track. So this is her second year doing track um, phenomenal young lady Four by four for us, over four, and she's also run the four by two. She's also run the four by one. But high jump was kind of where her home was. Uh, She ended up finishing on the podium at Texas Relays. And anytime you can finish on the podium at Texas Relays, you've done well. So she finished with a five foot eight uh, high jump, which is tied for second all time in Seven Lakes history. Uh, You know, she has a real bright future ahead of us, uh, ahead of her. She is a senior, but I know that Rice really wants her. Mm. Uh, and she's also interested in a couple other colleges. So we'll just see where she ends up. Uh, in the high jump as well, we had a freshman, Madison Carlton, who is a phenomenal basketball wow. player, one of the top ones in the state. You know, and I just told her, hey, man, every time you step on a court, everyone is watching you, all eyes are on you. I said, come out here and be a kid. Yeah, Just have some fun. Yeah. Go ahead and high jump and enjoy yourself, and don't worry about all the stress that's normally associated with being a big time person. Yeah, yeah. And she she also has jumped five eight this year and just Man. tremendous job. So both of them have have moved on. Uh, Madison won the district championship. Uh, Sinead finished tied for second. Uh, freshman or not a freshman, sophomore Janie Campbell again advanced in the shot and discus. Yeah. She qualified for both those events last year in state. Uh, she didn't win either at regional. She was second, in. but yeah. uh, you know she's kind of still in that wheelhouse. That she'll she'll push for a regional title this year yeah. and have a good chance of dancing. Joining her in shot and discus was junior Stephanie Williams. And Stephanie is just probably one of my 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 for me, uh, just a, a success story, because this is a young lady yeah. who is a freshman. She just really had no self-confidence whatsoever. Yeah. And it, for the last three years, i have just beating her up with the idea of you are good. You yeah. are good enough and you're going to be phenomenal once you get it in your mind to be yeah. good. And this year it all kind of came together. Her discus went from something that she didn't even want to do. She hated discus and was throwing it about. 75 feet. Her best throw this season right now is 114. Wow. And She's still just scratching the surface on what she can do in discus. Shot put, she was a 38-foot thrower last year and finished fourth in the region. Uh, She went 42-9 at district and actually beat out Janie and is our district champion. So really excited about that. Uh, And then our last finisher was another freshman basketball player, uh, Victoria Hudspeth. Wow. Victoria finished fourth in the triple jump. And what's amazing about her is honestly, I think if I had another three to four weeks to prep her, she'd be a 38 foot triple jump because basketball eats so much into the track season. And I was just going to say that. Yeah. Especially basketball at Seven Lakes, where we go to the playoffs. Exactly. To two to three rounds. Exactly. Yeah. So she's just starting to get in tra- track shape now. So if we had another two to three weeks, I really hope she can put something together next week in advance. Cause if she can advance and triple jump, I think in two weeks in regional, I think she could put some people on notice.
0: She's a dangerous underdog, honestly, like uh, or any athlete that comes out of basketball like that. Cause I totally agree with you. And t- two thoughts that I had from that. I like how you have two high jumpers and two throwers and it really is. I mean, iron sharpens iron. I can only imagine how competitive it is every day at practice. Cause you want to be the best. On your yeah. squad. I know that they're like that. Obviously, athletes that are at this level, they're I'm sure they feel the same way that that I used to feel. So, you know, that's really cool. And then the the basketball, you mentioned there was a f- former softball player. I mean, I've just I'm really blown away at the 6A level as I do this show. There's a lot of sharing of athletes going around and athletes playing multiple things at Seven Lakes High School, you know, beyond their freshman year, even. And it's just really impressive, especially basketball. And for a team that advances so far. I think it'd be very easy for those girls to just say, Hey, you know, we're tired after a long season tracks almost over, honestly, like let's, we're just going to not do it. And you're getting them out there. You know, obviously coach Spurlock support. Yeah. Can you just kind of speak to that? Cause to me, it, it is unusual for parents listening. I, you don't see this all the time. Uh, and it's leading to a lot of success for these young ladies. So can you kind of just describe that relationship with your basketball program and, and coach Spurlock?
1: You know, it's really – it's been amazing, not only just with Coach Spurlock, but even, like I said, with our volleyball coaches. Yeah. Even with our soccer coaches. We actually had uh, a young lady who competed in our varsity four-by-one who she had just gotten done with soccer two weeks before mm. the varsity district.
0: No uh, way, because soccer is even tougher than basketball. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's <laughs> – Yeah, it's much deeper. It's one of the things right. is, is yeah. you know, I always tell the coaches, look, I understand – I was a football coach for a number of years. And i understand that you know developing the team atmosphere comes with the chemistry of the kids and sometimes that's difficult with those kids who are coming in a little late but i always tell them look we're to do everything to make sure that you feel welcome here and when it comes to workouts you're going to be the one though that has to come a little bit after a little bit late do the extra work so when you do get done you're ready to slot right in and these people have seen what you've done and say okay I'm going to go to war with that person over there because I trust them that they've done the work they need to do. Yeah. So, but the, uh, the, you know, Coach Spurlock has supported me. We worked together at Hightower years and years ago. So I I have known Coach Spurlock for nearly 20 years. Yeah. Uh, You know, back when we were at Hightower, she'd be pushing kids out. She still does to this day. And I'm so thankful for that. And again, uh, you know, Coach Catalan over at volleyball. Yep. I mean, we had Ali Battenhorst out here, and she was one of the top volleyball players in the United States. She did high jump until she graduated. Yeah. Uh, You know, Morgan Yanda was another volleyball player who who did high jump and was a five eight jumper. So we've always had a a good amount of kids. And if the head coach from the other sport wants to do it, I want to I want to do what's best for kids. Yeah. That, that's ultimately what it's about. Uh, you know, I kind of check the ego at the door. And and the other thing is, track is track. You do what you do. If you come out and you're a five eight high jumper, well, heck, I know that they're working their tail off in that volleyball gym. I'm going to trust that, that coach is working them off. So if they can come out there and do what they need to do just to make sure that they can compete, I'm not going to hold them back. Love I know it. some coaches are not like that, but it's if you didn't come become a coach to help kids, and why are you coach? I don't, I don't get that.
0: Oh, I love it, coach. And you've been doing it for a long time at a high level. It's like, we don't need to overcomplicate this thing. I mean, I love your mentality. I, I love that. It's
1: about um, kids. Yep. It's all about kids. You well, know, and 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 uh, the, the thing I think I'm most proud about is I instilled that in my kids. And my daughter right now is working in oil and gas in Colorado, but she's actually coaching at two local high schools. Awesome. Compete against each other. That's very interesting that you talk about interesting practice yeah. dynamics. They come together at one high school because it's a little 2A in Colorado. Yeah. And she sent five kids to the state meet last year from two different schools. <laughs> it's wow. Nuts. You know, and it's it's just it's just that philosophy of, look, man, it, this is about kids. This is about helping them achieve their goals. Anything I achieve is just, you know, that's second fiddle and yay, go me. But it's about kids. It always has been.
0: Coach, I love it. So, last thing, I guess, just kind of give us the details as far as you know, uh, wh- where where we're going to be at. Where's the meet times and, and things of that nature.
1: So next uh, this week we are at Peto. Uh, the running finals actually, because of testing, it's kind of weird, and we don't want to pull anyone out of school early on Thursday due to testing. Mm-hmm. So they're doing running finals after school, five thirty, or I'm sorry, four thirty, at Peto High School
2: yeah.
1: on Thursday. And they've shifted the field events because normally you do your field events, then you do your running events. They've moved field events to Friday when there is no testing. Right now, everything is scheduled to start at 2.30 in the afternoon. However, we've been told that there may be weather in the area.
2: Mm. So they're
1: actually exploring the option of starting the meet at 9.30 in the morning to try and get everything done before it heats up and the weather really starts kicking in.
0: All right, coach. We'll I'd be, be okay we'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll be, we'll be pulling for you coach. It's been a great season. Can't wait to see that these phenomenal athletes, how far they can go and and, and earn you another trip to Austin, a place you, you've become very familiar I, with. over I, the years.
1: I can't wait. I hope that's, that's it right there. This is the one thing is normally I'm so involved because I'm like, okay, we're to do this. Now I'm just a spectator. I got to let my assistants, you know, coach, yeah. I can't, I can't step on their toes now that they've had so much success. So it's it's it hurting me a little bit because I'm the one that's sitting <laughs> on the sideline. But, uh, you know. The beauty
0: of the field events. A little bit less hustle and bustle than maybe the track, you know, yeah. stuff that you're used to, but uh, still beautiful in its own right. As, it as a former field athlete, I can attest.
1: <laughs> but I'll tell you, you know what? I think that's the thing I'm, that myself and, and Coach Rafke are most blessed with is we have a, a group of assistant coaches who they've never looked at track as a second sport. Right. They want to see these kids be successful. They throw everything they have into it. They go the extra mile and it it pays off with, with the performances of these kids.
0: As always, Coach, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for coming on the show today.
1: Thanks a lot. You have a great day.
0: All right. After the break, we'll be back with uh, head boys uh, track coach Marvin Rathke. Stick around. All right. Welcome back. We just got done talking to David Pollock, head girls track coach for the Spartans. And now we are joined by Marvin Rathke, the head boys coach and Coach, let's first, let's just let some of the listeners know if they don't know you already. Let's give you give a little background, please, on kind of, you know, where you're from and then how you came to Seven Lakes. Well, a little bit.
3: I, I started at Seven Lakes when we opened the school in 2005. Very cool. Uh, if we're going to go back all to, to the very beginning of how I got involved in this, uh, in high school you know I was involved in track and football also my dad was one of my track coaches yeah uh, my dad also coached part of his time at Howard Payne University which is small Baptist University oh, yeah back in the 70s yeah. so I grew up getting on the bus and going to the border Olympics and going to all different kind of track meets with the college kids so I always had a love for it um and getting to go to the Texas relays with my dad getting to go to the state meet with my dad growing up so I always had that love for it and wanted to coach so I graduated from Angelo State and I became a, a football and a track coach. And um, I slowly but surely, I ended up in Katy. I, uh, my parents moved to Katy and and I wanted to move to this area. So I took a junior high job. I went to May Creek Junior High for a while. went to more, Three years, I believe, went to Morton Ranch Junior High. Then I took the, the girls' head, track job at Morton Ranch High School for one year mm-hmm. and then made a tough decision. Seven Lakes opened the very next year. Yeah. I just thought it was a great situation for my kids, and things that we made the move to Seven Lakes, and I've been here ever since.
0: And coach, what town are you from originally? I'm from Brownwood, Texas.
3: You're from Brownwood,
0: okay? Yeah, cause, I'm from uh, Brownwood. I used to pl- I played football at Austin College, and so uh, Howard Payne is one of our Payne, That's right. Oh, yes. Yeah, we- we- I've-, I've been to Brownwood twice in my life for those games, and uh, <laughs> good good teams out there.
3: Howard Payne was. Yeah, we have some good teams. Football was big there, you know. Yeah. Okay, so like let's just- is here.
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, speaking. Speaking of KD and, and the longevity of, of, I don't know if it's the same around the rest of KDISD. I know KDISD is renowned for its athletic performance. You know, I know, I'm sure KD High School has some people similar to yourself who have been there for a long time. But I am blown away at the longevity as I do this podcast and I talk to all these head coaches. It blows me away how many we have that are original Spartans. I mean, it it it's not, I yeah. want listeners to understand. That's not typical in our profession. You know, coaching, coaching can have a lot of turnover at times. And so can you speak that to, to how that has transpired over the years to have so many coaches stay for so long?
3: I think it's the culture of this school that was established by Christy Wedbeck and yeah. Coach O'Keefe in the very beginning and yeah. and going through the principles. We've been I've been we've been very fortunate to have great principals. Um, and we got Jimmy Hammond now as an athletic court, uh, coordinator head football coach, and Carrie Finnison, which is our principal now. And they're amazing, you know, I, I couldn't say anything bad about them. Everything would be good if I'm out in the community because they, they totally support everything we do at Seven Lakes High School. I couldn't think of anywhere else I would rather be here. The kids are amazing. You know, we're gonna, we have up and down years, you know, athletically sometimes in, in the sport that I coach in. But the kids are fantastic at this school because a big part of my job is teaching as well. So
2: yeah.
3: it's just the culture at this school, I think, is, is what I would say is is just second to none. I've I've talked to coaches and teachers that have left sometimes, and sometimes sometimes you change for advancement. And I'm a, I'm a head coach here, so unless I went into something else, there's no one nowhere I'd rather be.
0: Absolutely. And then as we look at your team this year, kind of similar to what we talked about with coach Pollock and the girls team, you know, last year you had a really big senior class, you know, you're right in the thick of it for a district championship at the end of the year. And then, right. you know, lost a lot of athletes to graduation, kind of have a more younger unproven group this year. Can you just explain you know, what, what the season was like, especially after, after such a high last year, how tough is it to follow that up with, with, with you
3: know, with inexperienced, you know, uh, athletes. Yeah, we just didn't have, we didn't have the numbers and I'll and yeah. speak. I speak straight to my kids about what we have and what I expect. And, but there's still that expectation. When we go to a junior varsity meet, we go to a freshman, we go to a, whatever meet we're going to. I want our teams to be respectful. I want the, I want the teams to know that seven Lakes is going to be there to fight. Yeah. And I would be, I'd be really disappointed if like we were in the bottom of the standing. So we really fight hard uh, to be successful. It's not just about the wins and losses, but you know, we feel like if we do everything we can with these kids, um, coaching them as individuals, uh, treating them as individuals first, and then coaching them up. We coached really hard from the very beginning mm-hmm. of the track season. And, I mean, we got kids on freshmen that never made a junior high varsity, never made a junior high meet. We got kids that meddled at the district meet that, that got fourth or fifth, maybe at the district meet in junior high. So if the kids are willing to put in the work, they're going to get better. You know, we'll take kids. We have, you know, like, in in our athletic period per se, freshman we had and or freshman or all of it we had like you know seventy seven kids, so um, we just work really hard at that, is trying to develop the kids from the beginning. We had a really strong freshman class this year. We were district champions at the freshman level, and and we're really strong in that area. We have a group that's right above them, so we have really good talent coming up. Uh, this year we were just a little bit thin in some of our events to be able to, and our district is, um, is just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculously tough, Nine school district and every team is good. So we finished a really solid fourth in the district out of nine. And so I kind of thought that's where we would be this year. Yeah. So I was pretty pleased at the results and we got some things that moving on that I wasn't sure would move on, but I thought the kids fought and did really well. Um, Set a good example going into next year. I think we'll even be stronger next year.
0: And you mentioned that that district championship winning freshman team. And so, just you want to speak, you know, I'm assuming you, have, you know you have freshman and JV division. So, do you want to kind of speak to just in general, you know, how that season went at the sub varsity level?
3: Now, freshman, we we probably could have won. You know, i was saying our district again, is very tough, and and a lot of our freshmen, we run in like our meets are like four teams, so we didn't even see everybody until you get to the district meet. Yeah. But I knew from the beginning – I knew from pretty much the beginning we were going to be strong in that area. I mean, we were – we had some ninth graders that actually we moved up in some meets, so they had some varsity experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And a lot of times I'll leave on that varsity level. If I think that they can move on – for instance, I did have a freshman run on my varsity, and he's moving on to area, which I could speak on in a minute.
2: Yeah. I had some other
3: ones that I think they could have placed. But, but for instance, I have a hurdler that could have placed – maybe in the triple jump at the varsity meet, maybe a sixth, but he won the 110s, he won the 300s, he won the long jump, he won the triple jump, he wouldn't yeah. have been able to have right. that success and all the things that he does if I would have put him in that. Now, if we were trying to win a district title and I felt like his points would have helped us, we would have had that conversation. Sure. You know, I think you can score in the triple jump. Let's see if we can do that. So it just kind of depends. You know, I, I talk to the individuals what they would like to do you know, I always consider what they like, you know, what they want to do if they do the work. Uh, But that's kind of where we were with the freshmen. We knew going into the district meet, they would be strong. But we also knew there were some other strong teams out there. Um, So – and they just competed really well and had a fantastic meet. And JV – JV, we were kind of middle. We were kind of like – I remember like fourth or something. But some of those guys move up, and so some of those guys – We just hope those guys continue to develop and we can get as many of those guys, many of those freshmen to join the ones coming back on that varsity and make a run for the title next year.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, one thing we talked about, Coach Pollock, the cool thing about track is it's that really nice mixture of team success. We know where everyone is contributing points, trying to win a team championship. But if that goal isn't realized, there's still the opportunity as an individual to keep pushing towards the ultimate goal of the yeah. state championship. So, can you speak to to the athletes you had that were able to do just that, and they will move on to compete? Uh, yeah, that and that's what
3: I talk about. We, you know, a lot of times we're labeled as an individual sport, but I to me, I see us we're team sport first. I oh, really yeah. coach being a team sport first. So we're we're a team sport that you can accomplish individual goals. Yeah. So uh, we we preach that big here. Uh, we were able to move uh, quite a few, but well, not a lot of guys. Just just a few events. I would have never thought we would have got our four. We ran a PR at the district meet in the four by 100 meter relay. Yeah. We had a senior on that team, Iverson Williams, and then uh, two juniors and another senior. We had Patricio Carrizales and Donye Lake, two juniors and Preston Mendoza senior, and they ran their PR 42.59. Yeah. Um, they have an outside shot. So four, I mean, I think we have a shot to even move on there. You have Ridge Point that ran a 40.89, mm-hmm. and other ones are capable. I'd really just – the kids look. The kids look at the results from the other district, and I just tell them I don't put a lot of stock in I just Let's focus on what we need to do. Right. Let's focus on running our best, and let's just see what happens. Uh, so we don't talk a lot about where well, we need to run this to move on. We need to run this because we don't know the, what those other teams will do when you get there. We just can only take care of ourselves. Um, our 4 by 400 we ran right off our PR. I think they have a shot, um, and we have a freshman running on that group um Preston Mendoza who's on our four by one will also run on our four by four and he also is going to be on our 400 uh individual race and he's got a shot to move on in the 400 yeah he's a senior um we have a freshman that he was he was one we were trying to decide on where he would be and the last meet before district he ran sub 200 like one 158 we're like oh gosh he making place so we didn't want to take that away from him, and he wanted to run varsity. And yeah. and, and he, he's moving on. He has a chance to move on to regional if he runs really well. Yeah. That was e. bowl. Uh Ezekiel Bowie He ran a 157.08 yeah. as a freshman. Wow. And, he'll, and he's Ooh. also going to be a leg on our 4x4. Four four. Yeah, and he's a track kid. He loves track. He, yeah. he looks at the stats. He looks at everything. He's a he's a pure track kid. Uh, 1,600, we got Matt Montgomery, actually. Matt Montgomery will be running in the 16 and the 32 with a good shot to move through some really good times Reese sullivan will add he's a senior going to Stephen f austin's also going to be in the 16. uh in the and then we have a couple of field events we have discus a senior josh vetter who'll go on to uh, throw at the university of houston who threw his best in the discus one 167 a really good shot to move on to regional wow <laughs> and then max austin jumped 14-6 but I, I, if i remember right he's jumped 15 he's jumped 15 or 15-6 i'm i can not remember exactly for sure But he's, if he's on, he's got a good shot to get to Austin. But one step at a time, we got to get through the next meet because, you know, Paul Boss, you got to be on. You got to be on each week or you're not, if you look too far forward, you'll be sitting at home.
0: And coach, not to put you on the spot, but I I asked the same question to Coach Pollock because I remember, you know, I I competed at Fort Bend Austin High School in 2001, 2002, you know, and, Back in my day, to sound like an old man, I remember there was no area, you know, we just went, we had like a a regional qualifiers, like warm-up meet that we went to when we went to regionals. I'm just curious for you, I I have Coach Pollock's opinion, I'm curious for your opinion, which do you prefer? Do you prefer the old way of of just everyone, you know, the, the top two from each district going straight to regionals, or do you like the top four advancing to this area round before regionals?
3: And you did put me on the spot. i I'd have to really think about that a lot, but I don't mind the area. I feel like our district stacks up really good against, Yeah. Against, I mean, our district is so strong in track and field. You know, we're going to get a few more people moving on here sure. than we sure. would if we went straight to regional. Um, but um, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm fine with what we're doing right now with that okay. system. Um, yep. Kind of, it's, it's fine with me. Now I hear you because I, you know,
0: there's, there's definitely two sides. So I think Coach Pollock is maybe a little bit on the other side. Is he on the only other side of that? Yeah, he <laughs> raised a good point of with the wild card. He said he, there was a situation. I think one of your pole vaulters actually tied for a wild card and then lost on a coin. And flip. he lost
3: on a coin flip. That was very. That was tough.
0: And that I think tough. Coach Pollock is kind of like you. He doesn't mind it, but I think that interaction kind of left him with a bad taste in his mouth, and he doesn't like, to, you know, the way that <laughs> exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. So very cool, but I always always love to pick the coach's brain on that. Now, Coach, as, as we get ready to wrap it up, though, can you just kind of share with us, you know, uh, you know, where is the meet, what time, and, and where? how can we support?
3: Uh, we're going to run on Thursday. Thursday is actually going to be our uh, running events. I had to think in my mind because it's flipped the way we normally do it because we have some testing on Thursday, which right. kind of changes what we're doing. So we have the running finals. I believe they're at 6. I'm not looking at the schedule in front of me. And then on Friday, and Coach Pollock
0: mentioned that there might be because of rain the potential to move that forward.
3: Yeah, we just got that schedule. So there's a potential. And then, but Friday would be the field events. Um, and that's in the early afternoon. That's like right after lunch at 2 30. Those would start on Friday field events. Mm-hmm. But if we have some weather, we could end up doing field events on Friday morning. So we have a schedule they just sent to us to, to look at. So, potential of having everything on Friday if we get some weather on Thursday. All right. Well, we will be there
0: to support Coach. Thank you for all that that you do, and, and for your athletes. And thank you for joining us today on the Seven Lake Sports Podcast.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it.